Hey, Kate. Hi, Ryan. Happy Wednesday. Is it Happy Wednesday? Wednesday? Yes, it is. Okay. It is. <laughs> I am confident-ish. Ish. Day of the week. Yes. Um, um, I really am. And I have this new thing happening. Do you ever wake up and the skin around your mouth is like dry and itchy and you don't know why. And then you like go through the Rolodex of, did I put a new special ointment on my face last night? (laughs) Or, or is it like, I didn't wash my face and I have grubby kid finger, like pee puree on my face. (laughs) But do you ever know what I'm talking about? The around the lip thing? No. (laughs) Wonderful. I feel, I feel validated. I heard. <laughs> I know That's nothing of which you speak. <laughs> I I did Accutane as a teenager. Do you know what Accutane is? Um, it's some acne medicine. Yeah, it was the one that was that was uh, a Philly that that a kid a kid flew a plane into a building and then sometime in the nineties. And they blamed it on Accutane. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's like a really intense anti-acne med that's basically a very potent form of vitamin A. Oh. So every package over the pill had a little picture of a pregnant woman with a uh, circle and cross through it. Like, don't do it. Because it was known to you yeah. for birth defects. Mostly you'd end up with like either no, I think no ears. Oh, I don't wow. know. Um, no, I was. How did we get here? I, I was um, subjected to the low dose of antibiotics for acne treatment. Um, uh, which was really funny um, for a young gay kid out of the closet being uh responsible and getting tested you know from the age of 14 and you know every time i would go into the office to get tested the nurse would give me a weird look because it's the same antibiotic that they prescribe to treat stds for no. i just had to be like no, no no i'm not just like on a like <laughs> constant like <laughs> she's like young man <laughs> young man Speaking of doctors from our adolescence, I, two days, three, a week ago, after getting off the phone with my mother, my mom and I like to have a conversation like once a month where we go deep into our past and talk about things like, I don't know. It's like, we always have a new revelation about something and we we talk about it. It's fun. Um, And one of them was, we were talking about like all the different pediatricians and doctors she took me to growing up. And we were talking about this one in particular that I had totally forgotten about who was just awful. She was terrible. I turned 17. I went into her office and was like, I'm having sex with my boyfriend and it's safe. Don't worry. We're, you know, and uh, because I was trying to be responsible. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I got to tell my fucking doctor. She looks at me and goes, well, if you're going to run with the big dogs, you're going to need to go to a big dog doctor. And I was like, what? (laughs) Hey, did you just say that? And B, wow, you're awful, huh? And it was like right around the time that I was also like many young middle-class white 
women learning to cut themselves. So I was like in a rough spot and she just was terrible. And I had totally blacked out how awful she was. So my mother said, Oh, I think I saw her at, um, another doctor's office. She's like, she's like, I remember her being terrible to you. You remember we went and found another doctor after that? And I was like, yeah. And, um, so what did, she's like, yeah, she's still, she's still at it in pediatrics. And, um, so I went and did a doctor review online. Oh, you did? <laughs> you know, like 19 years later. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> it did. Because, but you know what's funny? Other people had too. And oh, it said okay, okay. Things like this yeah. doctor is, has no bedside manner and yeah. sort of lacks heart. So, sure. um, so you didn't feel like you you weren't like cracking the case or anything like that. You weren't like, <laughs> you know. No, I was, but at least I was. Um, I was adding to the pile of bad sure. reviews she had. But, you know, there's such a freaking need for pediatricians. It doesn't matter. She could be yeah, they, yeah, exactly. exceptionally mediocre and she's still going to be gainfully employed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, uh, just like us, we can be exceptionally <laughs> mediocre and be gainfully employed. <laughs> be gainfully employed. <laughs> um... I was just thinking, you know, after listening to Jay Brown's most recent amazing podcast about how prepared and organized his are, (laughs) as we just talked about what we talked about. Anyways, um, I'd like to pivot to that if that's okay, because I just Uh, listened to it. Yes, but one quick thing on uh, their uh, Travis, and I'm blanking on their last name, sent us uh, an email giving us the sort of um, rundown of the uh, we, we may have alluded to some inaccuracies about how things t- work over in the UK with their oh. lack of regulatory bodies um, and I really appreciate the email I'm still not sure that I fully grasp what the situation is but that might just be in in doing some more reading, it sounds like that I'm right on the right track. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you for uh, reaching out, Travis. That was super helpful information to read. I'll forward that over to you, Kate, so that you can you can read it as well. Um, Thanks, Travis. That's awesome. Uh, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so now we can now we can pivot. That was the only thing that I wanted to get out before we jump jumped in. Um, uh, so I listened to Jay Brown's podcast and everyone should listen to this one. This one was, this one was a doozy. It was, it was great. Um, Jay Brown sat down with Andrew Tanner and what's Andrew Tanner's official title over? Um, it used to be spokesman, but now it's something like head of yoga advancement or something like that. Um, I'm going to get the, you keep talking. I'm going to find the actual title. Um, yeah, I don't. So the Yoga Alliance, as we talked about on a previous episode, has put out um, a what the hell is it called? Survey. Thank you. A survey about their standards and what what people want 
from them and what they could be doing. And, but mostly it centered around, um, yoga standards and yoga schools for, for registration. Um, and it was weirdly problematic, but I was glad that they were at least asking their audience questions instead of just letting things roll down from on high. Um, and in the podcast with Jay, he really, really took, uh, Andrew to task on what it is they're actually doing. And he wrestled with the utility of yoga Alliance and, um, a little bit, you know, and the efficacy I mean, it was, it was just a, it was, it was a fantastic interview and I enjoyed the piss out of it and found myself at home going, yeah, multiple times. Yes. I did, was doing the same thing, except I was walking to Tom's office in Watertown and getting some very strange looks. At one point I like snapped at something Jay said and someone just looked at me like, what are you doing? And you're like, you know, just talking to myself. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Um, Andrew is the uh, chief yoga advancement officer. Yeah, I don't know what that means. That sounds like a sweet candy cane job, and I know it's not. But like, yeah. what a markety type name for a yeah to, yoga advancement. You know, and I, I have to say, what was what was really sort of striking about the interview is that um, you know. Uh, Jay really didn't hold anything back, um, but I never felt like it stopped being a civil conversation. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Um, and that's what made it fun is it there was nothing mean anywhere. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Um, and I also, and, and towards the end, it got to, you know, a, a topic which, which we sort of wrestle around all the time about, like, you know, you can have all of these broader conversations, but what it actually comes, like, the underlying thing that has to be made aware of is that we are trying to do this thing within the context of capitalism and a particular style of capitalism which requires massive amounts of growth in order to sustain and um you know it to not address that is um is tricky and i actually did watch they did a uh facebook live event that andrew i don't know if it's recorded for people to look at but if it is i will put, i will put it up um, I wish it had been longer, but obviously they had to keep it at a like succinct time gap. Uh, but Andrew uh, moderated uh, a discussion amongst Leslie Salmon Jones, who's here in Boston, uh, who does Afroflow yoga, um, Rupa Singh, um, uh, who uh, is a teacher in New York, um, and uh, Matthew Taylor, who was one of the original uh, people on the uh, IYT, the International uh, Association, Association of Yoga Therapy, um, uh, or therapists, I, um, and uh, sort of was around when they were first having a discussion over there about what um, uh, 
what that's really going to, what that organization is really going to stand for. Uh, and there were a lot of really fantastic points that were brought up there. Um, but one thing, one thing that was really clear to me in that interchange um, was that I trust, even, even not know, I mean, I've met Leslie before. I've never met um, um, I've never met, uh, um, Rupa or, or Matthew. Um, but it was very clear to me, like, wow, I trust their understanding of their own relationship to yoga. And that's all, even in that short, like hour long video, I was like, wow, I, I really, uh, these people are thoughtful about yoga. Um, and you know, maybe their context for yoga teaching might not be anything like mine or, or maybe they, you know, they're surprisingly similar, but, um, I at least trust that they are thoughtful on that front. Um, but and so there was part of me that was like, oh, wow. So like maybe they are really getting feedback from like really uh, intelligent humans. And like maybe this could turn out okay. But then at the same time, I was like, but capitalism and therefore it won't. <laughs> like it, it was just this like cycle between... Um, um, and, you know, there was an interesting moment at the end where Andrew asked, like, does anyone have anything coming up they want to talk about? And I was so happy that no one plugged any of their shit. Like, Rupa plugged one thing that she was going to be asking for, like, survey, for stories for a particular survey she was doing. Um, but like, no one was like, come see my, like, come take my workshop at blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, it was, but, but there was a moment for them to do that and they didn't. And I was like, oh wow, that's so fucking refreshing. That's so fucking refreshing. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'm sure I can find this online for people and, and link it cause it was worth listening to. And, and people made some really great, um, great points. Um, and you know, as we said last week, and, you know, I think it's worth continuing to talk about because it's going to be going on all year. It, it really does to some extent come down to a matter of trust. Even if I trust everybody on the, whatever they're calling it, advisory council, I still don't trust that institution. So I'm not going to like go change my profile picture to boycott yoga Alliance but if they come out with whatever they come out with and it is, you know, not worthwhile or, or I, I find it to not be congruent with the way that I want to teach or operate, um, then I just won't associate with that organization anymore. Um, and, uh, The interesting thing in all of this is it's made me want uh, to start actually writing down in clear terms, like 
what it is that I am actually doing. Like a clear statement of this is why and what and how and and I practiced and this is how and this is what I learned from certain influences along the way and this is you know this is what I'm I'm practicing because at the end of the day, like if everybody did that and had a really clear statement about what it is and how it is they're practicing, you know, both in, in specific terms, um, which obviously tends to evolve much quicker, just depending on the circumstances of one's uh, life, um, but then also in broader terms, and everyone came to the table with that, then you could start to find common ground. But I'm not sure everyone's coming to the table with that. And so I've just like been really interested. It's like, can I like write down in a document like this is what I'm doing? This is what I'm practicing on a day-to-day basis. And and you know, it's like four pages long at this point, and not a pose has been mentioned. Um uh so uh if nothing else, it has inspired to me to be a lot clearer so that if I do decide that you like, you know what, I, Yoga Alliance doesn't represent me, then at least I have a clear statement about, well, this is, this is what I'm practicing and teaching. Um, and then can be, a you know, not in, in terms of like, then going out and coming up with a name and copywriting that name, but just like, having some working document of like, yeah, this is what I'm, this is what I'm doing. Um, Can you, and this might seem like a nitpicky question, but do you think you had set parameters on the length or the word count in that document? No, but I, I, I have been doing it in a sort of, uh, I don't know what term to use. There's definitely a, like, here it is, and then an unpacking of the various terms, and then, you know, a further unpacking of influence, like, who influenced me and how, and then a first, so, like, that, you know, within the first page, everything is, like, self-contained, but then I can unpack it, you know, for eternity. Um, Does that make sense? I, I, I was looking, there was a word that was at the tip of my tongue to, but it's not there. Um, does that make sense though? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think, um, I think it's a good exercise no matter what. Yeah. As long like, as it, as in long, and of itself, it's a good Yeah. Exercise. And as long as it doesn't get, as long as one doesn't then fixate around that, like the whole, like it is a good exercise to write down. And then also a good exercise to take a look at it every year and be like, well, maybe that's not true anymore, or it, maybe there's a better way to say this or describe this. You know what I mean? Like that, that's key in the writing down of it. Um, and, and usually I just have this conversation in my head, but there was something about all of this stuff I gotta tell you, the thing that it made me 
really sure about is my complete, um, almost complete suspicion and willful disregard of, um, not disrespect, current day disregard for uh, lineage, roots, and authority. <laughs> and I think it has to do with the time that we're living in. And, uh, but I, nobody has earned my trust or allegiance in the yoga community. So I respect what I have learned from the people that have taught it to me. I respect the people that are currently my teachers. And I, uh, but when it comes to there being absolutes or correct ways to do things, I just think everybody is full of shit. And um, I say that with joy and freedom because I like in class, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about today. I found myself teaching a class. You know, when you, you teach a class and you're like, oh my God, I need, if I could bottle this, just like everything. Yeah, you know it, yeah, when yeah, everything yeah. is just like you're in you're in that little zone where the class has great energy and you feel like you're saying the right things at the right time and and it's just like a good it feels like a good class for what you do. I was having that class, and um, halfway through it, I was like, I realized there were a couple people in class doing this is another thing I want to talk about doing the things that are little tick movement indicators that somebody's been practicing a while these little habits that people get when they're like, I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah. I practice a lot. And you know how you know? Because I do this tiny little micro movement in this shape that is a super tell-all. And I had a couple of those in class today. And for some reason, I just find them really, I find them really, I don't want to say triggering, but I they set me off sometimes. Not in like a bad way, but like in a, I'm going to say something about this in class now that I'm seeing it all over the place. Yeah. I think I get a lot of people that are like fresh out of teacher training or I get a lot of, I I get teachers that come to my class because they want like the freedom to do a little bit of their own thing or they just don't want to get their asses handed to them in class. You know what I mean? But they still want to move. I think it's that kind of thing. So I found myself though saying like halfway through class, what strictures are you adhering to that you feel like you have to? Yoga was invented in the 1970s. <laughs> you know, like yoga as we know it is new. Yeah. This is new. Let, let, you know, and the only thing in my mind that matters is the idea that whatever we're doing with our body, whatever arrangement of shapes and alignment cues and order and sequence and calories burned or not burned, whatever we're doing, we're doing it so that we feel better sitting so that we feel better meditating so that we feel better in our own skin when we're still. And that to me is like the oldest purpose of yoga that resonates with me. And, um, I don't know. As I was like kind of talking about that, I <laughs> I could feel like a shift in the class where like maybe some people were like, I want a refund. Yeah. 
Hi, you're back. Oh, I never left you. Yes, something was muted or something. Frankie. <laughs> Frankie. No, I don't know if it was Frankie. She was near the computer. Um, so what did I last say that you heard? Um, that people wanted a refund. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, the point The point is, it's, it's sometimes like, uh, do you ever find that you surprise yourself with the things that come out of your mouth during class? Oh, yeah. Well... I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but sure. And sometimes I surprise myself because it's like, I didn't know that I had had that thought in confidence before. Mm -hmm. Like I'd been mulling around that, that idea, but I had never really landed on it being quote unquote, my truth. Oh, were you speaking your truth, Kate? Were you speaking your truth? I was speaking my truth, Ryan. Speaking your truth, a.k.a. being violent towards other humans. <laughs> is that what I was? No, but oftentimes speaking your truth is code for I'm going to hurt people with my words. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. You're right. I was just speaking my truth, a.k.a. Yeah. saying something wicked shitty. Yeah. <laughs> That's my truth. And I know it was a machete to your face, but it was my truth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, luckily, I don't think anybody, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, no, I got you. Directed at any particular human, but I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of, I'm sort of approaching a, uh, a place in my practice and in my teaching that feels a lot more irreverent, but with a lot more confidence than I had before. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Oh dear. Anyways, how are you doing, Ryan? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, I don't know. I uh, had... Um, I like, I, I totally crashed yesterday. I was like, which is fine because it was, I had nothing on my calendar. But it's one of those days where you like keep trying to like get up and do something and you're like, oh, no, 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 going, going back on the bed. <laughs> oh man, are you fighting? Are you getting sick? No, 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 no. Um, uh, I, I physically feel fine. It was just like there was no energy to, uh, like function in any way shape or form so i just uh sat and 
hid in my room for most of the day. Um, and, uh, um, you gotta do that. Sometimes we have to hibernate. You're a high, you need. Yeah. Um, and someone, uh, one of my friends was talking to me about the, um, Oh, uh, the, why is this not, um, on the tip of my tongue right now? Uh, the Myers-Briggs stuff. Um, and he, it goes around Facebook once in a while. Yeah. Well, he's always, he's very into it because the, uh, kind of revelation of, um, uh, the whatever type uh uh what what like really explained some things about how he interacted the with the world so it it was of great uh use to him just to have something be like oh okay this makes sense validation yeah it's just just some sense of validation and um and i know i always take those things with like a huge grain of salt but um uh Because I don't ever really know the, like, I feel like in order to actually functionally make those tests accurate, you'd have to, like, give it to someone, like, multiple, 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 multiple times um, to, like, actually, because they're just, like, it's just a series of kind of benign questions, right? Um, uh, but, you know, whenever someone has you know, been like, here, take this test. I, I've always been, um, what is it? Uh, I guess I and I don't know what that really means, but, um, you know, uh, uh, there is, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of go back and forth with the, uh, this idea of talking about introversion versus extroversion, like, you know, yes, I have some strong tendencies to be introverted, but like, I don't know whether that's actually a useful, um, I don't know whether that's a useful classification or an inherent classification. Yeah, there was like a period of time where where everybody was. I'm an introvert. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm a special, unique introvert. Or I'm an introvert. Yeah, and it's oh. like, well, I don't, are you? I don't. I don't know how useful. And you're right. I don't know how useful any of that was, except to say that you know, not everybody. I think people were starting to relate to the idea that it's like okay to not want to be social all the time. Sure, sure. Um, and then I also think that you know, I think about well, is that a trait that's been inherent or, like, is that um, something that develops or is that a little bit of both or, like, what is the, um, like, as opposed to being, like, oh, I'm such an introvert, blah, 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 like, to just have it be more acceptable to say like, actually, I just, I need to be alone right now. 
Yeah. We tend to, we tend to pathologize that. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was, I, I kind of had to kept, keep saying to my roommate yesterday, <laughs> like barging into my room. I was like, no, I just, I, I need to like not see humans today. Like I'm just, just I'm fine. Just like give me 24 hours, please. <laughs> um, and then I got up today and taught my class. It was, was um, fine. Um, but uh, I also, um, you know, another thing that, that all of this talk of the sort of professionalization or whatever the fuck you want to call it of, of yoga teaching, which is in yoga Alliance's best interest has, has got me thinking a lot about like, well, if this really is what I want to do, like clearly we're just, we're getting to a point where we're, you're, we're just going to all have to go back to school and get some qualifying degree. Like this is clearly what this is adding up to. Um, um, and what degree would that be? Anyone that's qualifying, MSW, LMHC, um, uh, Master of Divinity, uh, uh, LMT, uh, you know, this type or that type of bodywork practitioner, you know, um, uh, I just feel like we're, if we're really heading towards I don't think that all of this push for self-regulation is actually going to lead to like a professional standard being set because it's too broad of a, of a, um, it's, it's just too broad of a field to, to have one single standard set. So, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about like, if this, is this, if this is not actually what I want to do full time, then I need to, I need to figure out, you know, something else. And if this is exactly what I want to do full time and dedicate my time and energy to and try to make a living out of then I probably need to go and get some sort of qualifying degree because otherwise it's going to be impossible. Um, especially the way that I think teaching yoga and, you know, especially teaching something called that could potentially be called yoga therapy um, requires, um, uh, it only makes sense to me that because so like it, in your lifetime, rather than waiting until there's like a, a, a definition of scope of practice and, um, you know, yeah, proper, and also, yeah, you might as well just go to a different field. Yeah. And get, and get there, you know, because, uh, because the truth of the matter is, like, if you're going to talk about yoga therapy, like, you know, uh, someone who's engaging in talk therapy is using, you know, interview skills to gather information and examine, right? Someone who's a body worker is using touch and palpation to examine. Someone who's a yoga teacher or, you know, even uh, physiotherapist, for that matter, is also using some sort of, like, watching someone move through space to to make some diagnosis um, or, or examine um, what's going on. And the truth of the matter is, is any type of yoga therapy is going to have to include all three of those skills. And so, 
you know, it's going to be really hard to be a yoga therapist at some point. It's going to be really hard to teach yoga at some point without, in any sort of like not fitness type setting without some sort of qualifying degree. Like I just can sort of foresee that um, um, as a possible outcome of all of this discussion. Um, And so I've been thinking a lot about like, is that something that I'd actually want to do? Because if it's not, then that's, you know, Well, I, I guess, you know, it brings me back, and we've talked about this before, but it brings me back to the question is, doing that, are you doing that for, like, what's the real... Yeah, no, 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 but that, that's that's the thing that I'm contemplating. Like, if I'm doing that for a sense of... Like, legitimacy? Just for a sense of legitimacy, then I don't think it's worth doing it. I think it's no, worth getting a full-time job doing some other bullshit and teaching yoga in, you know, whatever little office I can rent out. Um, uh, but if it, if there is something that's actually legitimately interesting to me, um, then that would be potentially worthwhile. I'm not saying I'm like jumping in and, um, like filling out applications, but it's certainly something that I'm, you know, thinking about long-term, um, uh, and, um, and who the fuck knows what's going to happen, but, um, you know, it's brought up a lot about, like, I don't think any one of those things legitimizes you as a yoga teacher in terms of actual yoga practice at all. I just think that there are certain skills that someone who's trained in um, talk therapy of any sort has that are valuable in the context of yoga because one of the yoga is concerned to some degree with the emotional state of the human and the you know psychological state of the human that's in front of them, right? Like, not that we can make any sort of yeah, diagnoses, absolutely. but, we, you know, that is part of our consideration. You know, uh, there are s- some skills that, you know, depending on what, what sort of physical uh, therapy that you are engaged in, or, you know, whether it's actual physical therapy, uh, or whether it's chiropractic or osteop- osteopathy, or whatever the case may be, there are certain... Uh, techniques and palpation skills and things like that, that are inherently useful to, you know, um, uh, to how one might, might practice and teach yoga. Um, and certainly, um, uh, you know, then there's the whole other, you know, very relevant discussion, which I think, uh, Jay brought up that, you know, to a certain extent, like, there, there is a consideration for resonance and spirituality in, in, in the course of any sort of yoga therapy. And if you're trying to delete that, then it can't be called yoga therapy. Because the only thing that every definition of yoga agrees upon is that there's some sort of underlying 
essence that's being pointed to or underlying intelligence that's being pointed to. Um, that's the only thing that, that every definition of yoga, even from varying cultures, would would arguably agree upon. Of course, it would all be called different things and different terminology would be used to describe it. But, you know, that's... Otherwise, it's just some other form of therapy, right? Um, or just some other form of, of physical movement. Um, uh, so, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's just brought up a lot of thoughts of like, well okay, what the fuck are we actually doing? Because no one has any clue. I mean, my teacher has a good clue of what he's doing, but has no clue about how it, it will eventually, like, interact with culture if it does at all. Like, it's very easy within the microcosm of, like, Kate comes to take my yoga class and I teach something and I have a good, solid idea about what I'm, what I'm teaching and I'm confident about what I'm teaching and, you know then I get to have a discussion with you, Kate, as to whether or not that was effective or what you felt confused about. Or, you know, like that one-on-one -on -one interaction is very clear, right? But the second you try and express that in a cultural context, it's like... It, I don't know. No one, no one has really given me a sort of satisfying um, answer because it's going to be really fucking messy. Um, and to just be able to, like, one of the things that that uh, 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 Rupa on the that Facebook Live event talked about. Um, was, you know, starting from the uh, understanding that Yoga Alliance is going to fuck up and do wrong and do harm, potentially. Not, like, trying to avoid it, but just starting from the assumption that, like, this is not, this is a messy process. This is, this is a, you know, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but, like, that was what I took away from it. It's like, we just have to undertake this whole thing with like, yeah, this is not going to be easy or simple. This is not like we're going to get to the end of the year and all of a sudden have a path forward for yoga in modern culture. That's not, there's no way to have that happen. Um, and uh <sighs> It's it's almost like there's sort of a, a beautiful peace in knowing that we may never and we don't have to, and that's where my <laughs> that's where my resolution comes in. Where it's like, oh, take what is of value and leave what is not when it comes to almost everything you know and it's like understanding that we've inherited some things sure sure um but there seems to just be a lot of intellectual masturbation and 
an unwillingness to be like, nope, we're physical therapy. We are physical therapy. <laughs> well, because we're not. I know. But we're trying to shove it in. Yeah, we're trying to... That's the problem is, like, we're trying to shove it into some, like, other field as opposed to just resisting that and being like, mm, you know, this really is its own thing. Um, but... because of the vastness of people's experiences and influences in, in yoga, like any sort of attempt to codify is going to inherently uh, cause issues. Because there's so much of what we're doing that is unique to the person and is ineffable and there's no uniformity yeah. and inherently Yoga resists that. Yoga, I think, embraces a complete plurality of understandings. Well, the whole, the whole. I mean, a, a major part of any sort of yoga practice is being able to face unknown and to be comfortable with. You know, we we, we talk about avidya as being a cause of suffering. But there's also nothing fundamentally wrong with that. Like not knowing, like your reaction to not knowing or to not seeing things is that, like, I'm not saying this right um, because there's translational issues. Um, we have to assume some sort of not seeing things as they are. And that is just going to be our fundamental state for, you know, 99.99999% of our existence we may get a little glimpse of not that at some point, but for most human beings, like that's the default state. And like there is ability to, uh, you know, when we're faced with these big cultural conversations about uh, what yoga is and what yoga is going to evolve into, we can, you know, panic at that or we can relax with it and see what unfolds. The problem with relaxing with it and see what unfolds is that it can often lead to a not speaking up. And so... Ooh, say more about that. So it, it, if the directive is to essentially be like, it's all good, or, you know, everything's impermanent anyway, or, you know, some sort of bypass like that. Um, uh, or, you know, you're just thinking negatively. If you just think positively, um, you know, any sort of slight bypass like that, that's actually not So if we, if we take that moment of just sort of, if we can find the ability to relax with this, like, well, fuck, I don't really know what's going to happen. Um, and from that 
place of like, oh, okay, I don't really know what's going to happen, then engage in conversation and speak up about what we're doing on our own yoga mats that is bringing us benefit and what we are, you know, those of us who teach are teaching that seems to bring benefit to other humans, um, then that's great. But if, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm just kind of here for my own enlightenment anyway, so I'm going to let all of these yoga lines people do whatever the fuck they want because it doesn't really affect me. Well, yeah, it's going to affect you, and it's not going to affect you. Like, both things are true. And so if relaxing with the sort of uh, moderate chaos of, of, you know, what really the yoga world has always been... Um, uh, can then lead to actual substantive conversations about, you know, what, what we're actually doing in this weird modern yoga thing. Um, and then that's great, but you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of both sides of the coin going on, even within myself and certainly within other people's reactions. Like I saw some people posted even on Jay's wall that like, even after that podcast that he was like a shill for yoga Alliance. I was like, how did you get that? <laughs> you know, um, like in some weird wag the dog kind of yes, way. Exactly. Exactly. Like a deep, deep conspiratorial, like, let's make it seem like he's being adversarial. Yes, yes. But he's really not. Wow, that's dark. Yeah. Um, but Interesting. But let's entertain that for a moment. Just Sorry, Jake, just for shits and giggles, can we entertain that as a possibility? That there's some deep conspiracy that Jake's all about? Well, I mean, I guess the question is, like, I don't think that's what's going on. I thought he is clearly super unhappy with yes. yeah. things. And that felt very real to me. And like, I, I, I do think it's interesting, though. I do wonder why, why not take the step further and be like, no, it's like, there's still there's still some optimism that that I think I've discarded around yoga alliance Mm -hmm. wait say that again i don't know i I, i'm just entertaining the possibility that maybe jay didn't go quite far enough yeah but i think that would have ruined the the like it would not have been in any way skillful to like turned it into just like a shouting match. No, no. And I'm not suggesting that by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. I'm talking about in that wrap up that Jay does where like the conver- like I thought the conversation was handled really skillfully, mm-hmm. you know, and because sometimes if you are too firm and unmoving in your opinion, the conversation just shuts down. So I'm certainly not suggesting that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Based on everything Jay was saying in both the prelude and the, and the what is it called the afterlude, uh, uh, where after. he reflects, <laughs> where he reflects on the conversation, there's part of me that's like, well, Jay, it seems pretty obvious. You're done. 
and that's okay. You know, like based on what he was saying, like it feels like Jay is done, but you know, and most people I talk to feel, feel the same way. Yeah. You know, but there is still that like knee jerk reaction of, Oh, but I, but it, but I can't say goodbye to daddy. Yeah. Well, because there's no, well, one, there's no other alternative. And, you know, two, uh, you know, one of the things that was, that um, is super interesting in, in, in terms of the argument that Yoga Alliance puts out mainly through Andrew is that, you know, um, you don't want the state or the federal government regulating and so, like, Yoga Alliance is going to be this, like, great self-regulating body. But even if they were a great self-regulating body, there still is nothing to stop the state from just saying, like, oh, well, we'll just take the Yoga Alliance standards and enforce them in the state. Does that make sense? Like, they could just use, like, all of the work and not have it be self-regulating. And there's nothing that any of us could really do to stop that. Um, But they could see whatever self-regulating situation is going on and be like, oh, okay. So now we're actually going to require that everybody in the state be a member of Yoga Alliance. You know, like I could totally see something like that happening. Um, And so it's not so simple as like, oh, we either have Yoga Alliance or the government. Like it's, it's really not that simple because, you know, if the government wants to make money off of, off of yoga, it will figure out a way to make money off of yoga. Like there's, there's no, like no doubt about that. Um, Uh, and um, and I, you know, I, I didn't think of that. That's that's pretty. That's pretty dark and pretty true. Yeah, I, I mean, very true. And 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 I'm sure is where the and and I am sure that some origin of the states where. Um, you know, whether, I don't know whether you could prove this or not, but like it would not actually be that far of a stretch that those states that Yoga Lions defeated in terms of making yoga studios pay vocational fees got the idea to charge those fuckers vocational fees from Yoga Lions. <laughs> like, oh, that's a good business model. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's do that. Just a government version, you know? <laughs> Like it, it. The story is never as simple as they're as they're putting out. I just, um, uh, you know, I don't want to like. This is now like our probably our third podcast where we're talking about this, but uh, so I'm sure some people have like already tuned the fuck out. But um, it's actually really important, and I have a lot of friends who just were like, "Well, I don't really care. I'm not taking that survey," and I was like. No, you, this is this is going to affect you whether you like it or not. It just is. Like, and any any thought that it won't is is really just just stupid. Um, 
it is the closest thing to a quote-unquote governing body that we have. And so if they're saying they're going to become more of that, um, uh, which one of the interesting things when I started going down the rabbit hole about uh, the regulatory state of regulation in the UK is that uh, the term governing body has no legal force um, over there, which is interesting because like even if organizations are calling, are granted the term governing body, they can't actually do anything legally, um, uh, which is, I just thought was fascinating. Um, where was I going? That was a total tangent. Um, I don't know where you're going. I'm sorry. Um, that was interesting though. Uh, tracing the thoughts. Um, oh, just that like, you you gotta you gotta engage with with this process. I, I think because it's it, it's like voting. Like if you don't vote, like shut the fuck up. You know, if you don't engage with this I agree. process, and like you can still totally hate it and yes, think you, it's horseshit, but engage. Yeah, you gotta engage with this. I I, I really I really think you gotta. Everybody's gotta engage with this. Um, uh, because it's the only way that I could foresee it actually coming out the other end being a benefit. Like, I really doubt that it's going to be a benefit. So maybe it's maybe the more, more realistic stance is the only way it's going to come out the other end being moderately. Okay. (laughs) But, but maybe of benefit, right? Like that, that's a possibility. Um, um, I, I also just, the, you know, it's, I also just wonder if attempting to do this in a year was like the stupidest thing ever. (laughs) It's so fucking intersectional that I can't like to come up with a a code of ethics, a scope of practice and a potential new standard for yoga teacher training. And like, no, (laughs) fuck no. Like this should have been like a three year thing. And it should have like, I, I, I feel like this is, this is all a little like proper planning prevents poor performance. Um, and uh have you ever heard that you didn't even respond no i've never heard that proper planning prevents poor performance somebody out there has heard that over and over and over and again over in and elementary over school and over again um anyways but um you're right that is a super ambitious task and is setting themselves up for controversy yeah. and failure it is a little gray whether that it's going to be like completed completed by the end of the year i didn't i've never like it sort of says that on the website last time i checked but it might have been like there will be a recommendation at the end of the year which is different than 
it will be completed, you know, like, so, so I, you know, who knows how it's actually going to go down, but it does seem kind of, um, yeah, it does seem kind of, It, it just seems like a big task because it is. Um, and every time that I think I wrap my head around uh, solutions, it's just like, oh, that would be interesting. But yeah, that no, not really. Not for everybody. Oh, and that would be really interesting. But like, mm, you know, maybe like that's not that's not really it either. You know, it, it, the, the multitudes of human beings that this covers and the multitudes of practitioners and teachers that this covers just makes it makes it so so challenging um but uh you know we'll all figure it out i suppose or not and we just sit with the discomfort and that's fine too well, that's actually probably a more accurate thing. I'm going to agree with that. Um, I'm going to agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, and that's why I end up saying shit in class. I, I think it's a conversation that has to extend itself into the studio, too. That's one thing we haven't talked about. We, I think it is important and interesting and that there is value to bringing some of this, some of this into discussion with, with like students and what we're doing in the classroom while we're doing it. Like here's, here's an example. And I, we don't have to go too far down this road because I know we're creeping up on time, but you know, there are teachers that are teaching yoga classes that have a lot of other modalities rolled in, whether that's like, Tai Chi or Reiki or, you know, 1980s step aerobics. Teachers are constantly and in their own beautiful and strange way pulling in other, decidedly other modalities. And I think that that can be probably confusing for students not in a bad way, but that's also like, huh. And we don't often talk about that. So like I took a class about a year ago with somebody that was like, Hey, I am teaching Tai Chi <laughs> in this <laughs> class. Yeah. Do you, you know what I mean? Literally. And they said it and they said, they owned it. And they were like, this is part of my yoga practice right now is uh, Tai Chi. So <laughs> these are the moves we're doing and here's why we're we're doing them in the context of this vinyasa yoga class now is that a choice that made me want to continue to practice study with the teacher nah, not necessarily but did i respect the shit out of the fact that they were actually having an open conversation in a public forum like that like hey this is what i'm doing and why yeah and like sort of hey we are still in the wild west and maybe this should stay the Wild West and we just continue to, I don't know, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any harm in having moments of like a, lots of moments of the fourth wall dropping. Um, I can't tell if you're thinking or deeply disinterested. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, there's something, there's some... There's something about... Uh, this is not well formed enough. I think I'm going to save this for next time. Um, something about uh, the just kind of like casual integration of different modalities. Uh. Like And, you know, when that's appropriate and when it's not. And I would actually say that because things like Tai Chi or Qigong have a distinctly, you know, they are yogas in their own right. Um, but also are working off a slightly different framework with their own unique um, historical and cultural background that, you know, like we, like when I go on retreat, um, usually there's Qigong taught. I do not teach that Qigong sequence to anybody, but I do practice it. Um, and it's interesting. It's an interesting practice. Um, and, but I wouldn't deign to teach it to anybody because I respect that lineage. And if someone really wanted to learn Qigong, I would send them to somebody who they could learn Qigong from. Right? Like, I wouldn't necessarily integrate that into my yoga practice. Now, if you see someone rolling around on the floor on Facebook... Like, being like, hey, there's this cool, like, movement thing that I've been playing with. Or if you're just rolling around the floor on your own and you're like, hey, so I was trying this thing and I really felt like it was a, like, this is what I was able to feel more clearly by doing this. This is what I was able, this is what I think was, um, you know, useful about doing this particular uh, exercise. Uh, let's try it together. And then how did that feel? Like, that seems really appropriate to me because it's something that you were just, like, trying and probably in the context, probably in the context of class, you were teaching things that you'd practiced a million times before and that was just the one wild card. Like, the moment of, like, hey, I'm trying this. Let's all try this together. Um, but sometimes I feel like there is a... Um,
there's a truth to or that well let's say there this also gets interesting in the realm of um like who gets to teach what like who is qualified to teach teachers who is you know like that type of stuff because or who's qualified to teach a yoga class even for that matter because um while i don't think that there's any number of requisite hours of training necessarily i do think that some fucking requ requisite hours of practice um have some oh. bearing not not all of them not like the only thing right but um uh, because as we all know, there are people who have taught thousands of hours, but don't come anywhere near that in terms of practice. And that's, that's, that's all, that's another interesting part of this conversation because, you know, um, if we're about to get into this thing of like, we're just all over the place today. I don't know. Sorry. My brain is like still kind of scattered from yesterday. Um, uh, if we're going to get into this conversation of hours versus competencies versus this versus that, um, it is really interesting to think about like, okay, so certainly there might be some agreed upon competencies that Certainly a particular school could come up with whether a national organization could agree to that. I don't know. But like certainly if um, if I wanted to, I could very easily write a quote unquote test for the people doing the year long course. However, I don't think that the test, the test might help me to know whether they remember the stuff, but it doesn't tell me whether they've learned it or not. Does that make sense? Uh huh. It just, tells, it just tells me that they studied their notes and memorized. It doesn't tell me that they have, uh, you know, actually integrated it into what they're doing. So, you know, a test might be an interesting thing to talk about. The number of hours or years or whatever practiced is an interesting thing to talk about. The number of actual hours um, with a teacher in either a one-on-one -on -one or a group setting where the focus was sort of education, not just leading through a sequence necessarily. Like that's also an interesting factor. Um, but I don't, the other thing that was uh, brought up to me by my friend Fez the other day is that there are also some people for whom that type of, even the type of learning styles that are 
how do I say this? The generally the type of teaching that's done within the context of yoga teacher training is very much in this sort of linear objective learning style that we're all used to in terms of our, you know, high school through whatever, you know, whatever else we've done education that, that we're just kind of used to in this country. And that doesn't actually support everybody's learning style. Like some people need to just like get on the mat and, and, and do it and, and have it be a fully experiential thing. Some people need to hear it in this sort of linear, you know, context. Some people, you know, need, uh, uh olfactory kinesthetic. Yes. Yes. Like a uh, perfect example was, um, on Monday when I did, uh, the gyrotonics class, um, there were things that I was being told to do with my body that I did not linguistically understand because it, I don't know whether this languaging was sort of unique to gyrotonics or just unique to this, this particular teacher, but I just wasn't understanding it. And, um, but then when she would physically adjust me, I'd be like, Oh, okay. That's the movement that you're looking like. I, I had to, because we weren't on the same page in terms of how we talk about the body, the only way that I was going to learn was through her sort of guiding the body through the range of motion that she was looking for and then for, to have me mimic it. And like sometimes that's a perfectly worthwhile and, and even um, uh, greatly beneficial uh, learning style as well. So no matter how this whole thing comes down, like we're going to, there is, there is something to the argument that something major is going to be sacrificed. Silence. Can you say that in another way? What do you mean? Sacrificed. I think it's an interesting word choice, and I'm trying to think about that um, thought with a synonym. Uh, meaning... The more we try to codify or generalize, the more the essence of the whole thing gets lost. I'm not saying that some codification or generalization in terms of the health of whatever it means to be a professional yoga teacher is bad. I just posit that there's a way to do that. Um, in a very general way at a national level um, that, that minimizes the amount of
that minimizes any harm that could be done. Hmm. And, and I mean, I don't mean harm in a, in just a like, um, Like, I don't know that what's going down makes things more accessible to people. I don't know that, that what's going down makes things, um, in any way, makes things safer for people because you can't really do that. Um, I don't know that the discussions that are happening are going to um, Like there, ju there just is such a thing as like the weird teacher, like in their own little world, the the Tom Aldens, the Arthur Kilmurrays, the Angela Farmers, the that like if that doesn't exist out there, <laughs> yoga's fucked. <laughs> like, like the the free thinkers, the you know. Yeah, I quit. I quit. I'm done. It's, yeah, yeah. Like it just it just doesn't. Um, uh, um, because there are examples of people out there who are honoring the traditions and the culture and the and the the lineages through which they were influenced, but very much thinking freely and in a modern context. It's just that they're not the ones selling out wanderlust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, is wanderlust a thing still? Is it still a thing, Ryan? Oh yeah, it's is still it... a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Ugh. It feels dated. Yeah. Yeah. It feels dated in the way slapping on a shimmery gold tattoo like a temporary tattoo feels dated it feels to me Didn't like I the just Lisa see you with one of those yesterday <laughs> you absolutely did not <laughs> no what you saw me is with like crusted filth on my upper arm that had a sheen to it that sure. might have looked like it was a whimsical <laughs> yeah shiny. no uh yeah no it feels like a lisa frank event yeah um and I, I promise we'll move on to other topics next week. Yeah, but I don't know that that's what people want. Are you? Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being self conscious because <laughs> this is like episode like three. Don't be self conscious. It's okay. Look. Um, yeah, but we talked about other things surrounding it. It's like a different take sure, on it each time. Sure. And and it is an um, evolving and situation. Um, it is the current of the moment situation. And this is what I always think about because Frankie uses a pacifier and I am very self-conscious about making sure that we get her off that at some point. And, and you know, the pediatrician just looks at me and says, don't worry, she's not going to college with it. <laughs> and it's a really good reminder for most things. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry, we're not going to be talking about this for, you know, for the next 13 years. It just might be a couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Is that fair, Ryan? It is, is fair. fair. It is fair. Um, oh. So, uh, the um, triggers 
and inspirations oh. for this oh, week. Fun. Um, yeah. Oh, can I go? I have a trigger. I have a trigger, Ryan. I have a trigger. Um, go right ahead. Okay. So my trigger this week, and I actually hope that we can have um, like another episode where we unpack this more. Um, uh, my trigger is those micro movements that I'm actually cataloging. I have a running list in my head of what they are. They're micro movements performed in a vinyasa yoga class by usually people that have been practicing a very long time or other yoga teachers. Yeah. And they are little sig signature or signatory moments of see this is how my practice is refined. <laughs> this is what I do to ensure that I know and you know I've done this before. That you know, like there's sort yeah. of like an element to that. And I'm sure I have like seven of them. Like I, I think we all just start collecting them like like Girl Scout badges. Sure. sure. Which was which was honestly the most interesting part of the gyrotonics experience being like Oh, you want me to do that with my shoulder? Oh, I can do that, but I haven't done that in a while. Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> like that that was that was really just like forcing myself to move in a very different way. Um was very cool. That's awesome. Is that your inspiration? Is moving differently? Uh, it, that might be one of them, but I had something else too. Um uh my uh, uh, trigger this week, the thing that got me a little pissed off, um, not really pissed off, but just kind of like disappointed. Um, there was that uh, video going around at the Northwest Yoga Conference where the, the coordinator, the director of the conference kicked uh, uh, um Adil's wife off stage when she was giving it, she was accepting an award for her husband. Um, and like halfway through her speech, the person that, who was coordinating the conference came up and like took the mic away from her and asked her to leave. What? Um, Why? Uh, it's, it's very unclear. And, and I was trying to be very like, okay, like, you know, we don't really know what the story is there. Like, that doesn't really look good at all, but but I'm sure that the person will make a public response as to why that was ha handled um, that way. And uh, someone just posted the response earlier today that the conference gave, and I was like, that's not, that's not a response there. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a lackluster version of a response. Um, and doesn't really address the concerns that everyone had. Um, uh, so um, that was not really a trigger. It was just like a disappointing thing to, uh, to see, um, um, especially because Adil and, and his wife have, have been um, uh, teaching for a very, very long time. And um, the speech that uh, um, I'm totally, uh, I think, uh, his wife's name is Saraswati, but I could be wrong on that. Um, uh, she, that she was giving was a really lovely speech. Like, it was a really heartfelt speech. Why I, do you think they did that? Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, I, I just I just can't even speculate to that. But it was just not, it was not really handled well. 
Um, especially because at first I thought I was expecting there to be something in the speech that was like maybe triggering. And when I listened to it, I was like, no, this is just a very lovely talk about what yoga means to, to this person and her husband and the work they've done together. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a very, it was a very nice speech. So I don't know. Um, so that was that was disappointing to see that response pop up on my Facebook feed uh, this morning, um, um, and um, you know, in terms of I don't know, in terms of uh, inspiration, certainly um, I had a great time trying something new on Monday uh, in terms of movement. That was fun. Um, Gyro, gyrotonics. You're going to swirl around in a funny chair. You're going to swirl around. You won't care. It's gyrotonics. Flip your hair. Gyrotonics. Such fun. Is that the That's theme, the theme song? song? Yeah, yeah, it's on their website right now. Um <laughs> Uh, copyright Kate Robinson, 2018. <laughs> um, uh, but also just, um, I don't know, as, as, uh, kind of frustrating as, as all of the, um, discussions of of the the future of yoga and teacher trainings and and you know all of all of that can be um it is actually does send me to the mat pretty quickly mm. like it because because i can get so frustrated with the conversation either that I'm listening or reading someone else have, or just in my own brain that it's like, Oh, well, you know, this can be frustrating, but you know, I, I have some increasing idea of what I'm doing on my own mat. So, um, uh, and, and a, um, what I feel to be a more and more, integrated expression of what I'm doing on my own mat by integrated I mean more in terms of like practicing yoga to support having a life not the other way around um uh and uh so so as as frustrating as that can be um and as riled up as I was walking to Watertown listening to Jay and Andrew talk, um, uh, it does lead me back to the mat. So it can't be all that, um, can't be all that bad. Well, that was an elegant little tidy close. Thanks. <laughs> Liked it. Um, um, so, yeah. Well, folks, 
Uh, oh, did I? Did you have something? Did you have an inspiration or no? Um, no, I just have my reflection on my practice this week. My inspiration. I, so I've been, I've been getting my took us to some public classes, and I uh, went to a class with a live violinist, and I planted oh. myself right next to him so that I could get out of the way quick if I needed to. And I was doing some things with my Malasana. <laughs> By the way, that's the title of my next book. <laughs> doing some I was things doing with my some malasana. things with my Malasana. Yeah, I was futzing. And I got a little dizzy because it was really warm in the classroom. And I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, my practice is fucking weird right now. Let's be real. And <laughs> at one point I went to get up, but I sort of lost my balance. And I did one of those like super slow motion falls. I didn't actually fall. I caught myself, but it felt like 20 minutes. And I'm right next to the violinist. And the look on his face was like, oh, my God, two tons of fun is about to take me and all my equipment down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're good friends now. I'm sure. I'm I, sure. But <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's my inspiration. It's great to feel it's great to feel like a baby deer on sure. ice skates again. That's yeah, that's real. Um, well, this has been unrolled. <laughs> yeah, this is, if you made it this far, congratulations and thank you. Um, uh, thank you to everybody who's been supporting us on, um, Patreon and, uh, you know, uh, we love emails and comments and questions and suggestions and, uh, all of those things. Um, and, uh, you can do that by emailing us at unrolledpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can listen uh, and subscribe on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, on, um, yeah, those are the three things that seem to work best for people. And uh, I don't know, Kate, did I miss anything? Nope, that's it. Cool. Okay. Uh, until next time. Godspeed and bye! Bye!